Welcome in to the Weekly Check-In Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Prendergast. Join me each and every week where I have guests from around CCB, the wider organisation, and indeed anyone with a story. We might explore personal, professional development, talent, well-being, inclusion and diversity, high performance and leadership, and all things in between. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the Weekly Check-In Podcast. It is the CCB podcast. My name is Tim Prendergast. Fantastic to be with you again uh, for the 71st time. Would you believe this is the 71st episode of our podcast? And it is fantastic uh, this week. Uh, we have a very special guest. Uh, she uh, describes herself, actually, on her, on her emails as a business sorter uh and all-round Good deed doer, I think. Uh, am I right, Kirsty Mack? <laughs> yes, that's right. That's my grown-up version of what I do. Uh, it's fantastic to have you. And I know um, you will be known to, to some in, in, in CCB and indeed Santander because you've been, um, I think, uh, doing some work uh, with the bank for coming up to eight years now. Is that correct? Yeah, I don't know. I think I started 2013, so I can't do the math. You're going to be much better <laughs> at that. And, um, but yeah, yeah, 2013 we started. And um, I don't find you as as a as a extremely intimidating person. So intimidation is not the right word, but disconcerted is a little bit because um, you know you're you're a guru, you're a facilitator, and here I am just trying to be a little bit of an interviewer. It almost should be you interviewing. Because so um, please just give us some feedback on on how this goes in terms of my interview techniques because uh, you're an expert as I've heard you uh, deliver on a couple of occasions. But it's fantastic that you've. Uh, uh, said yes to the opportunity to, to be our guest and, and part with a little bit of wisdom. Um, Kirstie, can I, can I start off? Um, I've, I've given you a little bit of an intro there in terms of um, uh, yeah, one of the, you are one of the most respected sort of uh, leadership gurus and facilitators in the country. Um, but I think uh, if, I, if I read correctly, uh, forensic medicine was, was where you were headed sort of out of school. Yeah, um, but for, thank you for thank you for having me. Um, I appreciate. I think being on the seventy first podcast, made, it, it feels special. <laughs> so thank you. Um, yeah, I did. I um, I studied medical biochemistry and forensic medicine, and so therefore, obviously, I'm doing what I do. Um, I love. I think this is always best said with a Scottish accent. I love murder. Um, and I, what I love about murder, to clarify, is the the psychiatry behind it, the forensic psychiatry. So um, when I was doing medical biochemistry, I got the opportunity to do forensic medicine as well. Um, and I was, oh, it was just joyful. Um, and, and then after that, I went into graduate schemes. I worked with only companies that began with M, Marks and Spencers, Mars, Mattel. Um, I was the favourite auntie because I worked for Mattel. And that's, you know, Barbie, Harry Potter toys, all of these sort of things. Um, so sales, really, sort of from a commercial perspective. And then it was probably the boom of life coaching. And I, I went on a course. I did, uh, I think it was a weekend course with a coaching academy. And it was, it was honestly like a Pringle. Once you pop, you can't stop. I... I thought, oh my goodness, you can be paid for this. This is this is a book. This is a job. This is a vocation. Because I'm nosy, stroke curious, 
about people and so I thought this was miraculous and I put my house up for sale the very next day and said right this is what's happening and um, went to Australia ended up doing a lot of training over um, in Australia and NLP and all different psychologies there I ended up coming back to Scotland so that I hate saying it out loud but I think this must be 17 18 years ago now um, and started my company then so I my background is business and I think that has helped me too because I've got a, a real interest in business and also I've got a real interest in the psychology element of it and so anything that I'm doing is linking back to commercials and sustainability etc so I think it, it gives me the best of both worlds and it means I can come into businesses and then leave. <laughs> I don't. I think I. I you know. I can firmly say I'm unemployable. <laughs> I mean, and you sprinkle that that gold dust so so wonderfully, and you know the career that spans. Uh, you know, you like, like say you, you 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 are extremely experienced, and I mean, have you seen? What have you seen in terms of the changes, and and specifically, I guess if, if we when we, we put the microscope into our part of the world, um, yeah. you know, obviously, I mean, it's across. All, all sectors really and the last couple of years in particular so sort of that well-being even pre-pandemic sort of well-being mental health was really coming into play and um i was really captured by something i read um that you wrote about a few years ago around we, we talk a lot about this thing called work life balance and sort of you mm-hmm. almost framed that up in a different way and i think you talk about life integration and life separation and i think that would be really nice to sort of share a little bit of that philosophy with our audience yeah, I think I think in the main, I I would so Timothy Ferris talks about it in the four hour work week about life separation, um, and so because if you think about ba- work life balance, something's got to give, right? And I think in the world that we live in, often it's life rather than because we could be, um, and this could be a sweeping generalization term, you know, I think we could be in a space where we're productivity junkies and and busy as a status symbol you know it's i've been in many teams calls and zoom calls and um it's you know oh i'm so oh, i'm so sorry emily i i was on i've been on 50 teams calls today and then someone else says well i've been on x amount and it becomes this status symbol yeah. um and so that that element of balance is what I, it felt like something I was striving for that I'd never get to. So I was really firmly work-life separation, which is a curious one for me because I am in a very fortunate position. I get paid for who I am. And so actually that separation was a, a, an interesting philosophy for me. And, and so the life integration was probably something that because I mean life separation and life integration are it's completely paradoxical I suppose in, in terms of what they both are but I think now we we got catapulted into a space whereby work-life separation was not even an option because everything was happening in the same physical entity and so if we can move towards integration integration even if you say the word integration to yourself just now it just feels more wholesome it feels um i'm i've kind of got my hand sort of at my heart center it feels as if it is um it's what's required just now i think and you know we it's that full body element um and and a lot of us are walking around just heads on legs just now sort of staring at a screen in fact that's all we see and people um sort of staring at a screen but actually having that physical element. So from an integration perspective, I'm thinking about health. I'm thinking about boundaries to my mind because I 
it's really important that we hold boundaries to our mind because our brain takes in everything. Mm. Um, and so how do we create those boundaries, even if they're thresholds, even if they're walking from room to room um, and allowing ourselves the opportunity to stay still enough for long enough? Because we, we do work in a, you know, and, and certainly in the, the sector that you're in and, you know, a lot of the business sectors that I work in, it's, it's pretty relentless um, and pretty demanding. Um, I'm curious, I've got a couple of clients that have actually got relentless and demanding as their values. Um, I'm urging them not to <laughs> because, you know, if, it, if we kind of had that on a graph, the, they were they were really, they were absolutely rocking the relentless and demanding. But yeah. the other ones, not so much, right? Um, so, so I think it is really important fundamentally if we think about values to think about what's important to us and how we set ourselves up. I think over the last 24 months, I, perhaps a lot of us have reevaluated what's important to us. Um, we have had an idea about um, what we will or won't do. Um, and, and so I think as, as we... As we work in a space, if, if you're a leader, is about understanding what that reprioritization is for all of your team, I think is really key. Um, and then that'll allow us to integrate more of ourselves into our job in a really healthy way. Um, some of the practices I think that possibly we could be setting up, um, and I say this in a general sense from a business perspective, um, could be unhealthy. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, I, th I think if we can take in all of ourselves, um, and I, yeah, I've even found it myself. I used to be on like 150 flights a year, um, if that. And we won't talk about Kirsty Mack's carbon footprint, but um, now I I could not see myself doing that. Will not see myself doing that, um, because my value about it has changed dramatically. And I also I can't believe I did it because I'm knackered even just doing a couple. Mm. Yeah. So I think what has been fantastic over the last couple of years is that it's offered us an opportunity to pay attention to what we weren't paying attention to um, and and to integrate more of ourselves into ourselves. Because I think a lot of us, we were a little bit separate from selves. Um, but I think, you know, I was I only came home to do my washing, really. Um, but I think now the groundedness that I have allows me to be more integrated and allows my work to be more integrated in a really healthy fashion and a gentle fashion. You know, and I think that's, words are important, right? You know, I know you're brilliant in terms of your linguistics is, is that if we think about business, it's, it's drive and ambition and um, hard stop. I used to always wonder when people would say, I've got a hard stop. I'm like, a what was that? Um, you know, I was like, how about we had a gentle stop? But what, why do we as everything have to be hard? Yeah, um, and, <laughs> Yeah, and so, um, yeah, I think it's 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 curious to to notice our language, and I'm lucky because I come into in and out of businesses, and you know I can smirk and I can laugh, and I also bring it to others' attention, mm. so that they can see the because our language integrates, our language integrates into our body, it creates the situations for ourselves. So I think our our language is incredibly important for us to pay attention to. Oh, so much, so much there to digest in that sort of integration as you were speaking there again so important to remind us as we move towards into hybrid um this hybrid working model and, and not to throw the baby out with the bathwater and take the wonderful things that we've learned from the remote working mm -hmm. sort of setup take the the great things from from the office working as well and um i think yeah integrating 
it's, there's real opportunity come 2022 in that respect. When you talked about the values of rel- being relentless and demanding, we did a, a leadership session with some of our um, S3s on, uh, on, on Wednesday, and we talked about Gorman's uh, six leadership styles, mm. which are command and control and, and pace setting, which in themselves aren't you know, inherently bad or, or wrong, but they, you, know, you, you pull them out at certain situations. But, and if, but if you're going to sort of lead by command and, and control and, uh, and pace setting all the time, then it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a bit of a challenge. You need to bring in those other affiliative and, 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 uh, and democratic and visionary and, and coaching, I think, are the other four. But yeah, that, that really, really resonates. Um, and there was something else there, but I, I think it segues nicely into my third and final question as we move, crikey, towards december uh, when this no it can't be happening it'll be december the first when this uh this goes out to uh our wonderful ccb colleagues um i always i, I love this sort of opportunity i'm a, I'm a reflector um to reflect yeah. on 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 what's happened this year you know some of the challenges that have been overcome but the successes as well and then setting an intent and there's a lovely little exercise where you maybe set your intention or maybe look back in three words to describe 2021 for example and then sort of three words that are, are your intent for for 2022 and put that into the phone and just have that remind you every day at two o'clock in the afternoon am i being x y and z um which can be really grounding as well but um that's a little sort of thing that i use to to keep me going through the and keeping myself authentic and true to myself but i wonder if you've got any sort of little top tips or, or things that we can consider as we sort of move into the the renewal of years and then for 2022 yeah one i'm in denial i think there's one of my first words that were you know that this is as as people listen to this on the first of december um as i looked i've got a a journal so there's a couple of things that i do so i have a diary um and my diary so that for um yes i've got a gazillion on my laptop but i have a written one i love to write so um so it's like a diary a planner um as part of that though I have core desired feelings so I have four core desired feelings that um I hold as dear to me that I plan my days based on those feelings um and this is from Danielle Laporte it's a book called the desire map and she's now moving into sort of heart-centered facilitation which I'm, I'm doing as well um and it's knowing what your core desired feelings are allows you because everything that we do Tim right is just a big fat excuse for us to feel something right mm-hmm. you know you know that sort of reflection the beautiful um example that you gave there it's it's to notice it's to hook us back into those feelings to create that little tripwire and so how about we plan our days based on getting the feelings rather than if I do this then if I we live in such a sequential sequentially based world right this has happened this has happened this has happened um, so I flip it and I, I think about what are the feelings. And so I will reevaluate my feelings going into um, 2022, which sounds ridiculously futuristic. <laughs> um, so that's one of the things I'll do. I also do a lot of learning at this time. I think um, I love this time of year. It's beautiful. The fire goes on really early. Um, I just It's joyful and I love the change in the season. Um, we have, I don't know what the equivalent would be in New Zealand. We we would um we have a Scottish saying which is Kurian and Kurian means um to kind of I'm sort of retracting into myself, but you know, you kind of curl up in a ball, you get cozy, there's lots of textures around you and, and things like that. Um so you just want to get cozy and warm. And we tend to like really bring ourselves into ourselves, don't we, in winter and, and so we get kind of 
that we're sort of restricting even our physical postures. So I do a lot of learning about this time. Most people don't. Um, they they um, curry in their brain too. Um, and so I think this is a great time to expand your mind and to think about that book that you that you got when someone mentioned it in a course and you went, oh, I'm going to get that from Amazon. You get it next day and it sits on the shelf. Um, you know, or is it journaling or because journaling is so important to meet yourself on the page. Um, so, you know, I would really encourage you to do something to for yourself that's really selfish. And it might be that it's something creative or whatever it is. But really, at this time, the majority of people are not doing something from a knowledge perspective, from a learning perspective. Um, you know, you can still have the mince pies. You can still, you know, do whatever is required for you. You know, however, if there is some form of celebration for you at this time of year, um, but certainly give yourself the opportunity to learn. So I have so many courses that I'm doing over the next, so I do something like every weekend just now. So I would say, do that, understand what your core desired feelings are, which links in very uh, neatly to what you were talking about. Um, and also avoid your new year's resolutions. Mm. Cause you basically are just wanting to set yourself up for disappointment. Um, but no, just how do you want to feel? Never mind. I, I, you know, I, I, I want to be X size or I want to be this level or um, whatever it is. How do you want to feel? And then if that job promotion goes towards that feeling, brilliant. If that, you know, doing a 10K goes towards that feeling, brilliant. So flip it. Work out how you want to feel and then work out your goals. And if it needs to be New Year's resolutions or whatever it is. Um, and, and yes, Korean. And also expand your mind give yourself this opportunity to really expand your mind and i even you know i'm in my room just now and it just felt like we're quite in foveal vision at this time actually i just went fully into peripheral vision which one of my clients called profiteral vision which i think fits lovely with this season um so yeah have have more peripheral vision look around you go out for the walks you know and um, we're not um we are not as humans set up to to only be in foveal vision, which is what we're doing a lot by looking at our screens. So yeah, expand your eyes, get into profiteral vision more. Um, <laughs> and uh, that will that will create expansiveness and it's good for your eyes because they need exercise too. It will create expansiveness in your mind, but also I can actually feel it just now, just physically in, in my body as well, that it, it feels very different. Um, so yeah, there you go, top tip, profiteral vision referral vision yeah we do a great meditative exercise called stopping the world where you um yeah just really allow that peripheral vision to to uh yeah to expand um which is fantastic and for someone who's only got peripheral vision that's my world 100 percent of the time yeah. which is wow wow what a place to to finish kirsty thank you so much um i could i could speak for hours oh, <laughs> um, thank you it's just so interesting actually one last thing uh, if, if we li if we're listening um and you know or i don't have a book that i've, I've said i'm going to read is there one or two books that you could recommend um oh my goodness you've already oh my goodness that's so big such a big question i read a book every day so this is okay are you ready buckle 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 down people <laughs> i have a list um so favorites my stroke of insight by jill bolter taylor um if you're not a reader watch her ted talk she's amazing um bless the space between us john o'donoghue um 
anything by David White. David White's a poet and he's just genius. Um, and, 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 and I'm looking around me just now. I love Untamed by Glennon Doyle. So if you haven't read that, Glennon Doyle's book is incredible. Um, and um, I've got the new Chimp Paradox. So uh, Professor Steve Peters, so his, the um, oh, path. Yeah, Path Through the Jungle. Um, I mean, that is a textbook. It is a textbook. It is like, it's about, I don't know, what's that, six inches thick or something. It's, I mean, it's it's a tome. Um, so, but with, I think, a lot more like real practical application. So, yeah, yeah there's a couple to get you started. Yeah, 15 hours on Audible. That one. <laughs> is it really? Yeah. Wow. That's, um, well, fantastic. Thank you so much um, for your time today. And uh, we'll look forward to catching up soon. Oh, bless you. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye. Kirsty Mack, thank you so much for being our guest on the CCB podcast. Another platinum edition for you. Um, so much to take from that particular session. Um, what a way to describe journaling meeting yourself on the page uh, I thought that was wonderful and with that that uh, encouragement for us all to pay attention be careful about the words uh, that we use and the words that we say says a lot about us in terms of integrating um, our intentions um, lots of great book recommendations there as well and indeed those core feeling desires uh, another little concept to, uh, to consider Kirsty thank you so much for your time today as I say, she's doing a, uh, a wealth of work with some of our talent population, um, some, some really good sessions um, there, um, but she's got a lot of stuff on social media as well, so check her out. Um, thank you for listening. Um, we'll be back in a couple of weeks' time where the Platinum guests continue. You won't want to miss this one. Um, the future of transportation. Are we heading towards uh, Jetsons style mobility in terms of getting around the place in, in our big cities and towns or is it going to be something different find out in a couple of weeks we'll see you then take care of yourselves and bye for now